Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the exotic drop rate in Destiny. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably streaming right now, so come on in, say no to rage. If I'm not streaming, just click that follow button so you don't miss my streams. You could maybe be a part of these question and answer sessions. We've been having really, really good time with this lately. Longer content and really great discussions. Basically what I said in the talk is there's a lot of things they could do differently about exotic drop rates, both in having specific ones, RNG going up for items like 1k voices as well, as well as the anarchy in raids, giving them the, the, the RNG treatment of like the nightfall and the escalation protocol. I think they could do that so that way over time, the more you play and invest in that activity, the greater your chances of getting the item. I think that would be a, a, good, a good way to approach it. So, let us jump in to the first question here. It is from Arrow. Arrowed again says, Do you think duplicate exotic should ever be earned? Like, if I don't have an exotic, why am I getting so many dupes? Yeah, I mean, the principle behind that, I think, if, if I had to guess, is they don't want you just to slowly get every single exotic very easily. The problem with that is, is that they don't drop all that often. So when they finally drop, getting a dupe is like an insult. It's like, why on earth are you giving me a duplicate exotic that I already have? So, and there's supposed to be dupe protection. So by their own admission, Bungie has said, this is something that shouldn't be happening very often. And it is. So that's just something they need to look at. They need to say, okay, how can we ensure that if you do get a dupe, it's armor uh, and even then, you should be having a. There should be a large, large propensity to getting new items because they are so rare. So the design philosophy behind it is just it, it. It it is that you shouldn't be getting dupes. They've admitted that. It just isn't working. Rusty, I think part of the drop rate problem is the sheer power of new exotics like Phoenix shards, One-Eyed Mask. Nobody cares about not getting Oathkeeper. Do you think exotic? That's true. Do you think getting exotic drop rates? Uh, would be less of a problem if they weren't game-changing. How should Bungie balance the rarity and the sheer power? Well, I would never want to make an argument that they should make exotics weaker. I would never want to say, oh, well, the reason people are so concerned about them and, and the reason them being rare is because they're so powerful. Let's make them weaker. I don't think that's the answer at all. If anything, the answer for some of those that you just mentioned would be to make them more powerful, not weaker. I would never ever want to see someone say the scarcity of the exotics should be increased um, or not addressed. The real issue is the fact that they, they're, uh, they're too strong. I think exotics should be game-changing by their sheer nature and by their definition. They 100% should be game-changing. It should change the flow of combat. It should change the way that your super is used, right? That'd be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, you'd be harming the actual exotics themselves to be like, well, hey, we made exotics really uninteresting, so now no one cares about the fact that they don't drop all that often. It's like, what? Wait, what? You didn't achieve anything. You go into a room and the kids are like, I want to play with that toy. There's only one of those toys and I can't play with it. And you go in the room and you're like, oh, everybody wants to play with this really good toy in the corner. I've got an idea. Let's break that toy so it's less interesting so nobody really cares about it. And now they'll all be incentivized to go play with other less exciting toys. Didn't we fix the problem? No, get more toys in the room that are cool. Don't break the one that everybody likes. Like, don't weaken exotics just because then, oh, nobody will care as much. That's that's not a uh, that's not a solution. All those servitors got stuck in that pipe. That is 
hilarious. So I, I think there's a lot of things they could do to make the drop rate uh, a little bit more intentional and a little bit more clear about how long it's going to take you to get something like a 1K or a... Um, like a 1K or an Anarchy. So that's how I would address it. Next question comes from Leviathan. Zura is mostly useless except for new rolls and armor pieces. Um... Do you think the pain point... Uh, do you like the pain point is still... Uh, is that he still doesn't have Forsaken Exotic? Should he offer over a weekend quest? Um, I mean, we don't know what the bounties are going to look like and what that's going to give us and what that's going to do to contribute to like your ability to, to get exotics. Um, so I don't honestly know... if. I, here's the thing. I don't want people just to be able to walk into the tower or wherever the frick Zur is and just buy an exotic that's super strong I think that really really hurts the nature of the game that's why I'd be okay with him selling clues so maybe you could go farm for the exotic or grind for the exotic I I would be okay with that Um, I'm just not okay with I'm just really not okay with somebody saying I want this exotic and I want to be able to just go buy it Um, I don't know I, I, I feel like that would be I feel like that would be a mistake because that undercuts that undercuts like the, the kind of what the game is supposed to be about. The game is supposed to be about loot pursuit. The game is supposed to be about feeling a sense of reward and, and excitement about, oh, I finally got X, Y, or Z. Instead of being like, oh, well, I saved up my shards and I got this really great gun. I, I think it really undercuts grind. I think they could utilize Zer to solve and meet some of the pain that you're talking about, like giving you intentionality and direction toward an exotic that you want. You buy clues from him about the one-eyed mask, and then there's like a strike for that whole week that you can farm for a chance for it to drop, and you know it's a really low drop rate, but there's still that sense of I'm pursuing the item instead of, yeah man, he finally freaking sold it and I went and hit the A button on it. So I, 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 man, when you get a really good roll on a gun, isn't that exciting? Like all the time you spent trying to get it. And if it surprises you, it's just as exciting. It's just as cool of a story. Oh yeah, I got this just my first try. So I, I think they could use Zer to give the intention and give you the direction, but not just hand it to you for some shards or something. Uh, CEOS 2000, do you think they should buff exotic drop rates for exotics you don't have? Uh, because I still need a good bit of exotic weapons. Yeah, I mean, we address this in the talk. Dupe protection is in there, and it's not working. Um, I There's definitely a lack of dupe protection. It, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Just bring glass needles back. I actually would much rather have him say, here's a place you can go farm for that exotic, and then when you do that, you are able to then chase a good roll. I would, I think, again, I think that's better and that's more intrinsic to the name of the game, which is go grind for the things that you want, right? Instead of, oh, just buy enough glass needles and just press the button until you get it. I said I wanted glass needles to come back, but now the more I'm thinking about it, it'd be really cool if once you got an exotic, you could basically then take it to Zur, pay him 
to scan it or something and he could he could tell you its origin or its or give you clues to where you could go grind for it and then you could go grind for it and keep getting rolls and be like okay sweet because then the drop rate could be excusably a slightly higher it's like oh well I'm, I'm not trying to get one-eyed mask I'm trying to get a roll on one-eyed mask so having it drop kind of in the same way that nightfall drops happen at that point would be totally acceptable because you're farming for a roll you're not farming for the exotic you're not making exotics more accessible you're making them you know grindable and then you're making a, a good roll grindable because then you're allowing rng to kind of naturally extend the play times like well what role do you want how you know how satisfied are you with a mediocre one or a good one or you know what's what's your god role so whaleman 93 says uh I have no problem with duplicate exotics dropping to crifting in the wild, but I feel like for exotics you haven't gotten yet, maybe you should take the Ingram back to the tower. Do you think there should be some form of kind of thing? Uh, I'm not sure how to ask the question I'm thinking. I think in your mind, you're you're drawing a distinction that's not present in the game, but maybe you'd want to see it added, which is if something drops in the wild and it's already decrypted, I can find you're you're fine with that being a dupe. I'm not sure why you're fine with that being a dupe, but you're fine with being like, oh yeah, a, a graviton dropped in the wild. I, mean, I already have that. It's just like a it's just like a gear drop. But if you get an exotic ingram that you take back to the tower, that decrypts potentially very likely into something you've never gotten before now I don't know why you're drawing a distinction between the two um, the, my only concern there is how often would exotics be dropping in the wild and why is there a difference why are exotics dropping in the wild and then can likely be a dupe like what's the point of that uh, and then what's the difference between that and in, in Ingram? And then uh, going to the tower with an Ingram and hoping to get a new exotic is way less exciting. If an exotic drops on the ground and you go over and run over it, I mean, that's that's pretty exciting. That's pretty dope. When you look over and you're like, oh my gosh, it's like when I got shards, that was, that was amazing. You know, I finished this thing and then the exotic dropped. And I saw it on the screen and I yelled. I mean, I was like, yes, like this changes geomag same thing it's way more exciting than like go back to the tower with an ingram click on rahul okay what do you what do you got for me rahul like i don't know i think that it's there's something better about it dropping in the wild i don't like going back to the crypt arc i love that an exotic ingram can drop on the ground now i think it's super dope you're like oh, look at it oh my gosh because it's so different looking and so random that's why dew protection is so important Nobody's having that nobody's having that super exciting moment. Nobody's like, "Oh my gosh, I got an exotic in the wild." We're all having that happen and then the next minute we're getting punched in the stomach by getting a you know, a sunshot, our seventh sunshot. Cuckle says, "Hey Lono, do you think the current system of an exotic ingram basically having a small chance to replace a prime ingram is a good system? Feels kind of like stealing a prime to give you an exotic. See, this is why I said once you hit max level, they could do something that creates this this sense of a, a shift and change. 
once you're once you're rolling over into max level there are bounties to chase on rolls of legendary gear you know you can chase that old fashioned from devrim k you can chase a good bygones from drifter you go get their their bounty right the bounties rotate just like ada but you don't get access to that stuff until you're max level same thing with exotics it could be like the, the primes get you to max level but once you're max level you don't need primes anymore the prime attunement would get replaced by um, not replaced by, it could get toggled. You say, I don't really need primes anymore, and you toggle it to a lower, but more almost guaranteed drop rate of an exotic every three or four days, or once a week, or something. Because then, then what you're doing is you're still attaching it to the loot grind, but it's it's more sensible. Like, getting exotics while you're leveling up, as you're saying, if it replaces a prime, you're like, well, it dropped powerful, but... I would have rather had just a regular old prime ingram instead of instead of getting the uh, the exotic. That's like when you're in the raid, right? When you're in the raid and you're like, yeah, maybe I'm going to get this roll on this gun that I want, and then you get an exotic. You're like, gee, thanks. Instead of getting a, a, a random roll on the threat level that might have been good, or instead of getting the anarchy at the end of Scourge, thank you so much for giving me a, a, a graviton lance. It replaces your drop. Like, that's so frustrating when that happens. I finally beat Riven. Like, 10 hours at Riven, and I finally beat Riven. I get through there, I go into the throne room, and I get freaking Syntoseps. You know, it was like, what? It was like finally finishing a marathon, and you get across the finish line. They're like, dude, thank you. You made it. You made it to the end of the finish line, man. Your reward for getting to the end of this marathon is a punch in the stomach. And you're like, oh, you're like, why would you do that? Why is that my reward? And they're like, oh, we're just having fun with you. Isn't that funny to get punched in the stomach after a really long marathon? And you're like, no. <laughs> I don't know. Why did you punch me? That's not a reward. That's what it felt like. It's like, what the frick? That shouldn't happen. You're like, you finally beat the raid. They give you a year one trash exotic. What? That's so dumb. At least give me a raid drop. At least give me a raid drop. It dropped powerful, Lono. Again, I am not chasing power in the raid. I am chasing loot. Give me the freaking loot. Give it to me. (laughs) You know? How do you feel about Zer right now? He's, I mean, he's basically just go buy the Faded and see if he's got better rolls on the armor. If he's selling, like, Orpheus rigs or something, you know, check and see if he's got the, a better roll. But he's selling static rolls. So eventually you're just like, I, he literally becomes worthless. I think there's a lot more they could do with him. We'll have to wait and see what the bounties are like. What's the hand cannon you're using? The Warden's Law. Uh, Cuckles, do you think perhaps that all exotic... Ingrams should be like those in Zur, always giving a new exotic unless there's no new ones. I mean, again, they've got to do something about you wanting to farm for a different role on your on a, on a piece of armor. So maybe my idea about like, oh, once you get the piece, it tells you where you can farm for it, and then once you do that. Well, then now you're set up. Now you can chase that piece and go for the role that you want. And if they do that, then yeah, you're right. You could 100% say, oh, well, then there's no reason to ever get a duplicate. You go and get your own duplicates on your, you know, as a choice. So, Devin Lat. I've been playing Forsaken content since day one. 
I have yet to get the last remaining exotic from my warlock and continue to get repeat drops. Should Bungie provide specific avenues to obtain exotic armor individually? Right, this touches down on me talking about the world drops and the specific drops. So you being able to go and say, alright, give me, uh, give me, give me this specific drop. I want, you know, I want X, Y, and Z. Um, I think there's room for that, and that's where, like, Xur selling clues could come into play. You could go to Xur and, and just say, give me a clue for an exotic that I don't have. And he says, okay, here's your clue. And then, like, okay, boom. And then you go and you grind that strike over and over again. Or maybe it's something more difficult, like a nightfall. I don't know. And In any case, then you have a specific pathway to potentially getting that exotic you're missing instead of just thinking, I just play and I play and I play and I play. And eventually the game spits out an exotic and, oh, sweet, I got the Skyburner's Oath. You know, I... That, that's that's a problem, right? When you're trying to get those final exotics, it's so exciting to see an exotic drop. But understandably, when you only need one exotic, look at that stall. When you only need one exotic, you're you're obviously searching for a unicorn. But it would be cool if you could have some level of intentionality toward getting it. Salminator. What way do you think the drop rate could be made better? I'm grinding to be max light and haven't had any exotics in months. Like I said, I think once you're at at max light, max power, there could be some type of an attunement that gives you, you know, an increase in getting them every couple, every three or four days or once a week or something. TN Muggle. I've been playing since Forsaken. That's 150 days since September the 4th. I main the Hunter. I've received exactly one new Hunter exotic, Oath Keepers. Yet my Titan, the last character to be played, has all the new exotics. Do you think the less you play on a character, it increases the drop rates? I've lost hope at this point. I don't even have dupes on my Hunter. Um, I get a little tinfoil hat and I get a little paranoid because I've had friends and I've had people in chat. There does seem to be some element of the less often you play, the higher your chances for drops. Like Trav going in this far after the last wish, booting up last wish and getting 1k. I I don't know. That's that's thematically consistent with what a lot of other people have said and with what happened to me in D1. My buddy that never played that often, he'd come, he'd raid with us and he'd get literally every freaking thing. Like the less often you play, think of it like this I think Bungie has these sorts of things in place and they would never admit to it but I'm pretty confident they do and I think there's sensible reasons as to why if you play two hours a week they want that time period to be rewarding if you take a slice of Lono's two hours out of a week and you make that somebody else's experience they might be like I got literally nothing and then another two hours and then another two hours like you take a slice out of my two hours when I play for six or seven they might you might get literally nothing so the game says oh this person hasn't touched the game in weeks or this person hasn't touched they rarely play they need to have something dropping they need to get that injection of oh there's dope stuff in this game and I think that is that is the challenge because if you play a lot if they give you the drops at the same level as the person who barely plays that that's that's a problem you're gonna you're gonna run out of stuff to do super fast at the level that you play so it makes sense to scale it i i understand like i'm not saying they're being devious and mean and manipulating us like it makes sense to say well yeah i mean if 
if their two hours is rewarding and we take that two hours and we give you that same level of reward and you play for eight hours you just played four days basically you played their four days which means you're getting like four days of 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 a, of a reward drop rate and that again i think just creates what a throw that creates that that oh i'm i'm done too fast element and there that's that's like the drip feed debate people are like no give me all the stuff now i want the stuff right away instead of having to wait and they end up and they end up asking for something that would be kind of a disservice to them playing the game as a hobby if you want to play the game as a hobby you can't you, you don't want to burn through everything super fast that's going to be that's going to make things you know you're you're going to you're going to run out of stuff and then be just sitting in a drought you're going to keep players more invested and more interested if there's always kind of that trickle and that that applies to what we're talking about that's why i said it there i think there are reasonable things they could do to the drop rate that would help both the casual and the hardcore player feel like there's some measure of intentionality towards not just exotic drops but also getting like better rolls on their exotic armor Jack and Signs, what are your thoughts on bringing back Three of Coins? I don't think anything I talked about would really be satisfied or helped by Three of Coins. But I did touch on this when comparing... I was comparing Anthem and Destiny, and I said, you know, upping the world difficulty in Anthem is going to pay dividends, you know, for longevity of playtime, because people are going to feel like, yes, I can increase the difficulty and get increased drops. And I said, you know, if, if Destiny could do that, if I could crank up the Delta in every environment, but I knew, man, I'm going to be getting probably a lot of exotics when I do this, because I'm raising the difficulty, so there's a chance I can start getting those armor pieces that I want that would be like a really good structure of saying here's a here's an appropriate way to do delta scaling content like to make something hard and everybody's you know, everybody's stronger than you and everybody takes less damage than they did before I to me that'd be a great way of creating that farm like you're asking about three of coins I'm thinking what if you got the three of coins effect anytime you increase the world difficulty spectrum of difficulty is super needed if I could grind the forge on a harder difficulty and know that I'm going to get an increased chance of exotics or something like I would do that I would raise the difficulty um so more and more RPGs I think are going to learn from a game like Anthem and Diablo and even Division's World Tiers where they say if we allow folks to voluntarily raise the difficulty and we subsequently increase their rewards that keeps that player engaged the game doesn't get like boring and like rote it's just you're rehearsing the same thing over and over and over again you are doing that you are getting into samey same, like the content starts to feel very samey but that's normal every game has that content loop but if the content loop is more challenging because you're going for the harder loot then you feel that sense of almost like pride and accomplishment like you can handle X number you know whatever whatever layer of difficulty that you're up to there's that sense of accomplishment and pride and then there's the better rewards that go right along with it RPG 071 couldn't Bungie use the idea they have with the raid ghost from Le- Leviathan raid and implement a new ghost that earned in the raid will increase your odds of an exotic that you currently don't have unlocked uh, I, th- yeah I mean you're basically saying what I just said but applying it to a ghost like have the three of coins effect you know but on a ghost and then and then everywhere you basically go you're getting that increased drop 
I think tying it to difficulty would be better because then you've got then you have that sense of I'm getting a better chance at rewards not because I went and got a ghost and put the ghost on but because I've, I've everything's harder putting uh, work I think a huge issue with the exotic drops is the usefulness of what you get. I'll use Hunter as an example. The only exotics worth it are shards and Gwissen vest. After that, the only exotic power weapon uh, of value is Queen Breaker for Gambit. The rest come from quests and raids. This makes for whatever exotic drops isn't spectacular a waste of time. Well, sure, a lot of the exotics could go up. I think I feel like you're you're leaving out Orpheus rigs. Orpheus rigs is a uh, a, a, a ridiculously strong exotic that is very, very helpful, um, especially in the right places. So you're leaving that one out, but I do agree. And celestial, celestial nighthawk is is a is a great exotic in the right circumstances. But I do agree, there are some exotics that need help. Uh, guns too. Gun, I mean, armor is not the only place that has exotics that are lackluster. Just go to your exotic collections and look at all the primaries and secondaries that just never get used. Uh, that is that's a, that's a real quick indication of you know how underutilized and underrealized so many exotics are in the game. So they. They, I feel like they're doing that with supers like they're trying to crank things up I think they're going to hopefully do another maybe an exotic pass where they make exotics better Mr. Self Defeat I have not received a Forsaken Exotic since the beginning of October how is this possible when I play up to 15 hours a week I mean they just they don't they do not have the, the right things in place as far as I can tell um, as far as I can tell there are the, the, the protections and things are just not there so now, T-Funk's calling BS on that. 15 hours since October, 15 hours a week. I think that's possible, T-Funk. 15 hours a week is only, if he's playing every day of the week, that's only two hours a night. Um, that's, that's, a, that, that's not a lot of time. That's basically like two long days or a bunch of short days. I could, get, I could definitely see somebody playing October, November, December, and January and having that experience. Um, so now I, I tend to want to agree with T-Funk though, because I feel like with the primes, I I mean, I'm, I do, I feel like I'm getting exotics pretty regularly too. Um, so I, I don't know if this is a bit of an, this might be a bit of an overstatement. Now, if you've been playing since October, but you've been playing infrequently, I could see that being possible. But if you're playing frequently, I don't know. As long as you're getting, as long as you're getting your, your well rested and your prime attunement to eventually go away, I would think of you've got to be seeing exotic some of the time. I don't know. You could just be the the, the unluckiest person on planet Earth. Whaleman says, "I agree with that. What if exotic engrams didn't drop in the wild, and you could either decrypt them in the tower for a random exotic, or wait for Zer to decrypt?" the exotic engram for an exotic you don't have or exchange it for an amount of legendary shards and materials yeah i mean i feel like you're just creating a lot of systems that aren't necessary like oh take the take the exotic to zur and then zur will give you an exotic you don't have i don't understand why we would need to add all these extra steps your smarter rng and direct paths to the exotics once you have them would be a really easy easy way to both give me a grind for the right role but also make exotics exciting when they drop because you're likely to get something that you don't have that's i don't know 
systems to fix systems. Yeah, like lean into what's there. There's already Nightfall and Escalation Protocol RNG. Just apply that to exotic drops like Dew Protection. And then add something that says, okay, once you've gotten this exotic, you can farm for it over here. Because once you've gotten it, it doesn't matter if I can just go kill some boss a hundred times and walk away with like, you know, 25 of that exotic hoping to get the right roll on, you know, Ophidia Spathe or whatever. So, Broken Bullet. Do you think Bungie needs to revamp loot in Destiny? Because I do. I feel the loot is really simple and bland. Most weapons you want Outlaw Rampage or Kill Clip. Armor has less bland perks, which doesn't do much. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Armor has really bland perks, which don't do much and don't do anything cool or significant. Uh, exotics are really rare. Uh, and most exotics are bland. Getting an exotic that gives a second grenade doesn't sound exotic. That should be random perk on gear, in my opinion. You're touching on something I've talked about with the exotic weapons in that some of their perks could just be pinnacle perks on a, like a legendary weapon. Because like when you look at you look at onslaught on the breakneck, onslaught on the breakneck is as good as a lot of exotic perks. Okay. And like you're saying, getting an extra grenade, why can't I just get like a pinnacle a pinnacle chess piece that does that? And then that's that's a perk on that pinnacle chess piece. You might be on to something. Because the only challenge there is there was a time when Armamentarium was, you know, a good and useful exotic. Some to some degree it actually it actually still is. I mean you run that with um you know, pulse nades on an arc strider, then you don't have to run, you don't have to run that tree that gives you two grenades, your chest piece does. If that's armamentarium, here's something we need to acknowledge. I think sometimes there's filler exotics. You might wear armamentarium while you've got it, and then you get one that's better suited for your loadout. You switch, all of a sudden you switch to one-eyed mask because you finally get it, or you switch to the skull fort. Or maybe you want to run Doomfang Pauldrons because you're running the you're running Void Titan, and so you take it off. But I think there's a place to run Armamentarium if you don't have One-Eyed Masket, or if you don't have some of the other ones that you might want. Halifire Heart, you might run that on your your Solar Titan because you don't have One-Eyed Masket. So I think you can have tiers within exotics because sometimes you're going to have an exotic and don't have the Primo one yet. That's totally fine. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this content, if you're watching live right now, be sure to click follow. Uh, that's a free and easy way to support what I do. That's a little heart button. I do these all the time, question and answers. I do a discussion topic, and I also do that for Anthem. We'll be doing that later, so be sure to stick around for that and make sure you are following the stream. Uh, next question is Amish Milkman. I came in late, but feel free to skip. To bring up a point in previous talks, some exotics feel like Pinnacle Legendary, not properly valued. Do you think Bungie might have thought about this and want to keep exotics very rare, but make them much better? Yeah, it would be nice. It would be nice to potentially say, you know, hey, th- these could all be turned into Pinnacle Legendaries, right? They could call it like Season of the uh, Season of the Forge has already happened. Maybe not Season of the Forge, but they could call it like maybe they wouldn't want to call it reforging because people would people would be they wouldn't like that. Okay, maybe augment or some type of word like that reforging makes the most sense but you would basically have a time and a and a season where 
you can take an exotic to the gunsmith and say, I would like to augment this so it's not an exotic. And they would basically say, we're retiring some of these exotics because we admit that they're basically legendary pinnacle weapons. So I could take the Graviton Lance to the gunsmith and have him for a fee, or he gives me a quest, right? So I go and do all this stuff. I gotta go use the... I have to go use the Graviton to basically have him switch its, its quality down. And then maybe we lose, you know, maybe obviously you understandably, some of the stats go down, some of the things aren't as strong, but you still get those those perks. I don't think they would do this, but to me, that makes the most sense of, I mean, there are so many exotics that just, they're never going to get touched ever again. They're just not strong enough. And so if if you had a way of like bringing those down and making them pinnacle legendaries, or as I said, Bungie could just start putting in guns that are clearly influenced by those. You know, you could call it the Graviton Spear. It could be a pulse rifle that's clearly influenced by the Graviton Lance and it's got the same perks but it's a little bit weaker and it can roll random and you're chasing the pinnacle. The pinnacle curated roll is basically like a somewhat less, if not quite as strong Graviton and now you've got a gun that's unique and awesome and strong in the mix to be grinded for and chased and used more diversity and loadouts, more loot to chase. Yeah, like Hawkmoon and IS Luna, exactly. Like it's clearly a it's clearly a little brother, it's clearly a little sister to the to the exotic. Whenever you got an IS Luna, it was clear. It was like this is this is a re- this weapon is related even because it's got Luna, you know, it's got Luna in the name, Hawkmoon. It uh, the it was it was definitely like a, a, a sister weapon. They could do that very very similarly, I think, with a lot of the exotics. I mean, think of how many guns that is that you give random rolls. They can drop random rolls and be a decent weapon, but the pinnacle version is essentially the the little brother. I mean, you go to exotics and you look at kinetic. Can you imagine like a little brother to the jade rabbit? The Ace of Spades, the Chaperone, the Suros Regime, the Huckleberry, the Mita, the, the Vigilant Swing. That would be awesome. That'd be so good to suddenly have that many legendaries that have random rolls, and then the pinnacle perk is on there. It pulls that exotic perk from the exotic, and it's pinnacle. I I don't know. You know. There's a, there's so much there. There's so much potential there to retool, to, to retool a lot of those and to re- realize them. Yeah, the Mighty has the SMG. I'm not talking about a companion weapon. I'm talking about, like, oh, it's the little brother, right? It's the little brother. It, it clearly is the slightly inferior weapon, but it's justifiable because it's a legendary and not an exotic. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Credible Hulk. With your Zer bounties coming in within the next content expansion, what do you think there uh, they will be providing, and do you think it would be a meaningful way to bring them back to the fold? No, I have no idea what they're going to be. So I mean, there's no there's no real point in speculating. Uh, Dizzy Dog, I see a lot of backlash about the last word quest. I personally think it's a knee jerk reaction, and the quest is still manageable uh, for potatoes like me. I've seen people lash out uh, and saying these exotic quests. We're much harder than uh, we're much harder in D1. Do you think Last Word is in a good middle ground between, say, like the Thorn and the D2 Vanilla Quest? 
the, the okay here's what's happening okay at a ground level people are just reacting and parroting what they're seeing at another level there are people who are literally lying i had a guy, I had a guy on my youtube video already try this crap he said he went from 76 down to 0%. And someone replied and they were like, dude, so you literally played how many games in a row and, and died how many times and never getting a single kill? He said, oh, I was doing a lot of trading. Uh, if you're doing a lot of trading, then you wouldn't go you wouldn't go down. You would probably maintain. You wouldn't go down from 76% to zero if you're getting lots of trades. He's lying. You're, you're not, you are not going down from 76 to 0 unless you're literally going into PvP, putting your freaking controller on the ground, dying 70-something times in a row, and never getting a single kill. 76 deaths with no kills? Nobody's doing that. And if you are, wh- How? That's not possible. He's lying. I think so many people that are struggling with it are trying to create this idea that, oh, I'm going into Crucible and losing all my progress. I bought it hook, line, and sinker yesterday. I was like, yeah, you know, people losing progress. Maybe after a game, they should lock in their percentage. You're freaking lying, bro. You're not losing that much. Nobody plays that long and dies that many times without getting a single killer assist. If you're trade kidding and killing kidding, it should go up 1%. Right, exactly. Or at the very least, if you're getting trades and then dying two times, trades, dying two times, you wouldn't lose at all. You would stay like static. You would gain a point, lose a point, gain a point, lose a point. There's just literally no way you're going from 76 to 0. It's just, it, it's it's completely un, un, unbelievable. But that's what people do, is they create this, like, sense of injustice and drama to make their point, and then they just freaking lie. It, you know, it happens all the time. I don't think the quest is that difficult. I barely touched PvP. I was able to play and get it in a couple of games, then I went into the thing, and then I went into Mayhem, and I got all the, the um the medals, right? And I know I'm not terrible. I'm a decent player. I, I threw up good stats pretty much every game. Like, I, I acknowledge that. I, I, I played well. But still, even the, even the most potato player is not dying 76 times and never getting a single kill. So, it's a PvP weapon. The quest being rooted in PvP makes sense. If you are a literal trash can and you die 76 times in a row and never get a single kill, why in the blue frick are you chasing the last word anyway? You got no business playing PvP if you are literally a bot that stands there and dies. Like, that exotic on the ground? What is it? Claws of the Ahamkara. Well, at least it was a, at least, at least it's a piece of armor. It is uh, machine gun loader and machine gun scavenger. So we got good synergy there, and it's got enhanced grenade launcher loader. So it got enhanced on it, gaining additional melee charge. Yeah, that'd be good if you were running. That'd be perfect for uh, a devour machine gun build. Uh, that'd be perfect for a devour machine gun build. Uh, okay. JD Gamer. Yo, what's good, WTF Game Nation? I see you in the chat. Do you think they will change how people get exotics like the 1K or the Anarchy to be based off of raid completions and not RNG? I've done 41 Last Wish Rivens 
and uh, I just need 1k to have it. And it's very annoying. First of all, Triumph should not be linked to RNG. That's a, that's a huge misstep that they need to fix. That's just incredibly stupid. Uh, second, if if they instituted my my idea of hey, could we get the where did my what happened to my super? Uh, if they took the if they took the RNG from Escalation Protocol on the Nightfall, and your chances of getting it goes up every time you get a completion without it dropping, I think that would essentially get what you're getting at. You would enough runs, and you would get it. You get into the 20s, you get into the 30s of completions, your chance of drop would be pretty high. You would get you would get the 1K. And that's what I said in my talk. Like You're rewarding diligence. You're rewarding investment. You're not just handing out exotics like, like candy at a parade. So, I would be I would be totally okay with them doing the the escalation protocol, uh, the escalation protocol RNG or the nightfall RNG, where the more completion, every completion without one increases your chances. The anarchy and the the anarchy and the one K are in a really really bad place because of the absence of that type of RNG system. Uh, Uncrowned Queen, do you think that the reason the exotic catalysts aren't as cool as they could be or dominant as we believe is because they, they be, because of the Crucible? I mean, anytime you sense that the power of the game is being reined in, Crucible is, is, is part of that. Anytime. Anytime you feel something's being reined in, Crucible's a part of that equation. Now, it's not the only part of the equation. It's not like, oh, they couldn't do X, Y, and Z. Crucible's fault, right? I think catalysts were a band-aid to give us something to chase, so they're mediocre in what they do. I, that's that's kind of what I think. Uh, AWD two fifty black says, "Do you think the duplicate protection on exotic drop works? Seven out of my last eight have been year one, and one was a duplicate from Forsaken. Uh, no, dupe dupe protection's not working, and I would love for them to actually speak to us about it. They've talked about um, they talked about something." They said the armor, the ammo finder perks are working as intended. Okay, well, they're either too weak or your ammo economy is freaking broken because they, they make almost no measurable effect. When you have multiple threads on Reddit of people people doing tests and those tests are concluding that they barely do anything, don't come to the community and say it's working as intended. Acknowledge that something's off and look into it. The actual ammo finder perks aren't bugged. Well, the ammo economy's bugged then. So... Same thing with dupe protection. Come to the community and talk to us. You know, what's going on? Is it working? It certainly doesn't seem like it's working. There's numerous people, including myself, that can track and say, I've gotten X number of exotics and a high percentage of them have been duplicates that should not be happening. If the most least likely thing to happen is that I should be getting duplicate weapons if that's the least likely a dupe weapon from year one why does it happen as often as it does it should be very very rare it should be super rare according to what they said there are layers of protection supposedly in place i i don't think that's true i think they're eventually going to come out and say the dupe protection had this and this and this that was preventing it from working properly we've made adjustments i I, there's no way they can come out with a straight face and say dupe protection's working i Unless it's completely and utterly glitched, you know, 
dethrone the lion how would you expand on the masterwork and enhanced perk armor benefits i believe as an example masterworking gauntlets with enhanced hand cannon reload should grant a trait like reloading after precision kill releases a pulse that staggers nearby enemies expand and uh on the one and the need for masterwork armor yeah i mean you can start adding other attributes to something that's masterwork you know once you masterwork something Maybe once you masterwork a piece of armor, then you can now start enhancing the perks. Alright, let me masterwork these gauntlets. Okay, now that they're masterwork, I can enhance the perks. And as you enhance the perks, maybe every time you enhance a perk, there's a chance uh, there's a chance that it gets an augment. So now it does, like you're saying, that the reload after a precision kill releases some sort of pulse wave. Or, you know, reloading after a precision kill applies firefly to the next three bullets or something just random augment so you could enhance the perk over and over and over again it would stay enhanced hand cannon reloader but you could keep enhancing the perk for a random augment that changes the nature of the perk we don't really need to be any stronger but it would be cool at the very least to feel like you're you're making adjustments to your your armor based off of investment paths but until they take enhancement cores out of infusion, I think a lot of people are just going to completely ignore masterworking because the benefits are so small and needing needing enhancement cores for infusion is a huge need whenever um, whenever new content rolls around. I just I think it's in- so incredibly silly that every time I look at something and consider masterworking it, I'm like, nah, I might as well wait. You know, I might as well wait. I'm going to need these, right? I'm going to need these later on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need them to be, you know, plugging into, plugging into infusion. So, uh, well, I started playing Anthem on the 15th or the 22nd, the uh, 15th. I plan to play on the 15th and just put a ton of time in with it. Uh, mythological figure, make the exotics purchasable. The vendor currency rewards time and is guaranteed way to acquire the items you want. Uh, provided you play the game, the price would need to be high. Thoughts? No, no. Purchasing purchasing exotics completely completely goes against the nature of a loot pursuit game it just i never want to play a game like anthem division or destiny and be able to walk up to a i don't want to be able to walk up to a vendor and say yeah man i've been saving up i've been saving up right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this best of the best weapon i don't know that just always feels super lame to me you know I feel like it guts loot incentive when instead of going out and pursuing and chasing loot, you can basically just get it in the tower with enough time. You just buy it. I just, I don't know. It's like auction houses and trading and forging. People always ask for things. It's like when Deej kept telling people, be careful what you wish wish for. And we got a really balanced crucible and it was so freaking boring. It was like mind numbing. Well, be careful what you wish for. We wanted a primary, you know. Now, to be fair, nobody asked for double primary, but like a super balanced crucible just wasn't very fun. It was a bit of a punt. I don't feel like they actually achieved balance. I feel like they neutered power so everything was equally weak. Uh, but I wouldn't argue that it was balanced. Making everything equally weak is not the same as balanced. Uh, but as he said, you know, be careful what you wish for. You guys have harped on balance for so long the execution of balance isn't going to be very satisfying uh you know and and consider that if you're suddenly if you're suddenly taking 
you know, a, an auction house and trading and you're taking exotics and putting them in a, in, a, in a vendor, a lot of that just completely reshapes the identity of the game. Now you're not going out and grinding for new loot. Now you're not going out and chasing loot. You're just grinding for a currency. That currency is is static. It's a zero. It's a one. Like you're just like, yep, yep. Ten more strikes and I can go buy that gun. That's just so so static and boring. There's like nothing about that that is exciting. That's just bland. You know it. There is something about the loot pursuit and the chase that I think is addicting to people. Every time you see the the Ingram drop is a chance. Every time you see the, every single time you say, you know, I'm gonna complete this raid or I'm gonna complete this strike, there is a chance for you to get the thing you know that you're looking for. And seeing that drop, seeing that that thing hit the floor, it triggers something in your brain. It's just such a slog when you're like, yep. 28 more strikes and I should have enough currency to go buy that exotic that is just so boring and transactional again you gotta be careful what you wish for you start making it like that you start gutting the game and you make it too directional it's like oh yeah just do this this and this and then you can get this this and this and like you just gut the game's charm you gut the game's like romance every game that has loot pursuit has that feeling of excitement where something drops you're like this could be the thing I've been looking for and that's what keeps you in there it's why people get addicted to scratch offs every scratch off could be big money every strike could be big money every every you know stronghold in anthem could be big money and that's why you stay in there if there's no chance for big money while you're in there it's just a currency exchange keep playing keep playing and we'll keep giving you this currency and then eventually you can go spend this currency that's just so boring your emotional state during the gameplay is just flat it's just enough time and i'll have it your emotional state the dopamine injection is just it's flatlined you know it just is totally flatlined. That's why smart RNG, like they have in Escalation Protocol and Nightfalls, is the perfect hybrid of what you're saying and what I'm saying. There is a transaction of time. There is an investment that leads to a reward. It rewards you for putting in time, but there's still that chance you could get it really, really early. There's a, it's a good mixture. When you're chasing a warden's law or you're chasing the escalation protocol shotgun, there's this sense of like, I'm going to get it eventually, so you keep playing. And when you do get it, it's exciting. 1K voices in Anarchy could have a very similar treatment so that, again, your emotional state's not flatline. Like, all I got to do is do this 25 times and then I'll get it. Well, guess what's going to happen on the 23rd, 24th, 20, the, the 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, the 13th time you're not even interested you're just punching a time card you know yeah you got to run this 25 times and they'll give you the exotic oh okay well we can only we can only run it you know conceivably five times a day you know or maybe it only counts the three each week okay so how many weeks is that okay three a week okay the seventh week no the eighth week no it's the nine weeks it's gonna take us nine weeks to get it you see what i'm saying there's just this Ugh, that's boring. Do you really want to run something that many times in the entire time? There is no anticipation. There is no potential elation or celebration. It's literally just, this is this is run number nine. This is run number ten. Um, so, 
don't ask for auction houses trading, reforging, and just buying exotics, because that's what you're asking for. You're asking for a gutting of the romance of the game. You're just you're you're gutting the game. And you don't realize that you think, oh, I'm making it intentional and people would grind and then they'd go buy the exotic. You really would be gutting the the the, the charm of the game. Um Progressively increasing RNG until it becomes a guarantee could also become robotic. No, completely untrue, because every time you go, you complete one of those runs, there's a chance it could drop anyway. Completely untrue. It's never robotic. Never. Because every single time, right? Every time you do a raid run, you know I'm doing two things. There's a chance it could drop, and if it doesn't, it's helping me out the next time. There's a chance it could drop. Oh, well, it's helping out. There's a, there's a consolation prize. Your consolation prize is a percentage in your chance next time. But there's always that chance. That chance is what's so that's so addicting. It's not addicting if you know, I'm never going to get this until I hit the 25th run. Never. That's robotic. That's mechanical. That's a transaction of time. That's boring. This seems really unhealthy, playing only for the addiction. It seems really unfair to isolate a point and cherry pick it. Like, people play games for a variety of reasons. Nobody plays a game just because that one threat is there. I think Bungie's shooting mechanics are really satisfying. I think the lore is interesting. I think the combat's exciting. I like to do Blade Barrage. I think it's really fun to do a Geomag's, you know, Chaos Reach Super. You're cherry picking one element of what I'm talking about and acting like that's the only reason people would play Destiny is for that dopamine injection. Oh yeah, oh yeah, gotta get that 1k. Like, that's not what people are doing. You're, you're, You're cherry picking my point and making it more hyperbolic than it is. That's not what I'm saying. That's not how people operate. It's part of the motivation, the incentive, and why you're in the grind. Bubble76. What would you think of the idea, instead of having duplicates drop, a mod would drop instead? The mod could be used on current exotic armor piece to tailor it to your style, but also increase excitement if you see the yellow drop. Uh, call me crispy. Thank you for the brand new prime sub and we the people with seven months of subs. Welcome back evil reborn Did I miss your seven month sub? I may have missed your seven month resub evil reborn. I'm sorry if I did Thank you guys for all those subs and resubs um, I don't like the idea of adding systems to solve a problem like when I say take the RNG of the nightfall on the EP That's an existing system. And I'm just saying yeah copy and paste it over here, right? I that to me is different than saying let's add a whole system of modding exotics to suit your playstyle. Like that, that is uh, that's elaborate. That's unlikely. I like to suggest ideas that are probably likely to happen, and that feels like something they're not going to be able to come out with some elaborate mod system for exotics to solve the pain point of dupes. Just put in freaking dupe protection. Like, how is that that hard? How is that not a thing already? How is what you told us you were going to do not clearly apparent and happening, right? There's a glitch somewhere along the lines. You know, something something got crossed. Something isn't working right. So, I, I, I don't think you need a system to fix this, though. Magusta, how do you feel about the question from... Uh, Redrick Wise about bringing old armor sets back from D1 and or introducing new sets. I personally want new stuff. I mean, I didn't see the question you're talking about. Maybe they asked it in chat and didn't submit it as a question. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've never... People ask me all the time, they're like, what exotics do you want to have come back from D1? And I'm like, uh, none. 
I'm not like mad when they do it, but I don't have like a laundry list of please bring back these exotics. That's not that's not how I operate. I'm like you. I want new stuff. Shards of Galanor, Geo Mags, Orpheus Rig. Like I don't want stuff coming back from D1. It's I don't. It's not that exciting, you know. It just it just isn't. Um. You know, Ga- we know Galahorn's probably going to come back. We know Thorn and Hawkmoon are probably on the way back. I mean, there's a there's a whole host of things that are v- almost assuredly returning to the game, and I don't know. It's exciting because it's nostalgic, but there's a there's an element of ho humness to it. You know, it's just kind of ho hum. It's like it's cooler to have something like 1K added to the game than. As much as I love Sleeper, like 1K is more exciting and cooler than 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 Sleeper. I love Sleeper. Sleeper's my baby, but Sleeper coming back, like it's just been totally sullied because it came back and then and then it got nerfed because of you know Gambit because they wanted to add a new game mode. So you know our, our sexy God Killer from D1 that had like a cool, mysterious, neat quest to get it is now weaker. Because they brought it back into an into an era of the game where it really didn't belong and couldn't be tweaked beforehand. Uh, Stano says, "What if Year One and Forsaken exotics are assigned to lost sectors where killing the boss has a higher chance of dropping a certain exotic? Kind of like a Borderlands system. They could also change it on reset day. Uh, you go to the tower Thursday, and it's a cool notice board. I found Black Talent on X Lost Sector. Check it out." Here's what I think. I think we could take your idea and my idea and combine it. I think once you get an exotic, it could basically randomly pick a lost sector that it can drop in. Like, it can drop from the chest, not the boss, because that might be easier to do. So, I get, you know, Shards of Galanor, and it's a really nice, it's a, it's, it's a nice exotic, but the roll is trash. Well, you could, I could go in and inspect it, and it assigns a random lost sector. Then I can just farm the crap out of that lost sector, hoping to get a better roll. You know, then then I'm pursuing the drop, and I'm pursuing the better roll, but I'm not, I'm not getting an exotic really, really easily. Um, some bosses are way too easy to farm, right? You would, if it's random, if it picks a random lost sector, you would want it to pick some of the more comp, some of the more challenging ones. None of them are that hard, to be fair, but you would at least want it to be one where you kind of have to go down in and fight, uh, instead of it, instead of it being the ones where you can like basically run down, kill, run out, run down, kill, run out. Mister Debergi says. What do you think about creating a currency like Three of Coins that is obtained from the Strike Playlist or the Nightfall that can be spent to purchase an item from Xur that, when taken, increases chances of obtaining exotics for specific loot from the Strike Playlist? Uh, or Strike-specific loot. Yeah, I don't want to be able to manipulate Strike-specific loot. Yo, Matt Blood with a tier three sub, very generous. Welcome to the Rageless. Thank you for doing that. Enjoy your dope badge and uh, emotes. Enjoy Lono Dope Two and Bake Two. Those are pretty saucy. Those are pretty nice. And you get them. The the increasing strike specific loot with like a three of coins thing. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, get, getting clues about a place to go farm for an exotic for a week might be neat. You know, maybe there's a strike, or maybe out of the three nightfalls, Zer randomly picks one, and then that whole weekend leading up to Tuesday reset, you can farm, and then there's a chance for an exotic from that one or something. Next question from the masked man. 
Do you think De- Destiny could benefit from vendor and location-specific exotics like Devon and the EDZ having a specific exotic sniper that can only drop from grinding EDZ? I don't, I don't mind like specific exotics. Like you could do something. You could take one of the ideas I had before, which was like a scout report. You would buy a scout report from the the planetary NPC, and that scout report would basically tell you to go farm a certain lost sector, and that lost sector would have a chance of dropping like a planetary specific gun that was cool. You know, you a planetary a scout report for the the old fashioned, right? And then you grind and grind and grind and grind and grind, and then that lost sector keeps dropping old fashions. And that rotates weekly. Now, it rotating weekly might be more difficult. That's why I think the bounty system would work a little bit better, because Ada's bounty system, the loot is is coming because you have the bounty, and not like they're changing the loot pool of a boss week to week, right? So, the the scout report system could work for that I don't know if I want you to be able to just run public areas and public spaces for exotics if you're running public spaces or public you know like a lost sector over and over for an exotic that you've already gotten for a good role that's different you got that exotic you did the thing you went into the area and now you can try and get a better role on it so you had that exciting moment where shards of Galanor finally dropped but I don't want people like literally farming a lost sector and then they get shards. That's that's not what I'm getting at. I'm getting at a system that would enable you to get less dupes, have a more direct path to over time getting all of the exotics. Obviously they'd still be rare and they would take a long time, you know, to get, but on top of that then you would have a system that would allow you to farm for a specific role, you know. Next question. How about an exotic ship from Scourge Pass? I mean, I, you just randomly throwing out an idea about a cool thing from the raid. Like, I mean, I could always get behind better, you know, because th- the, the the Nano Phoenix was a cool, a cool grind in Wrath. You know, once I had everything set up how I wanted, you know, Nano Phoenix was a pretty, that was a pretty fun grind. I, I happen to think that stuff like that is exciting only if you fix some of these other systems so that I'm in there week to week going for the anarchy and then on top of that you could do something with you could do something with an exotic ship or a sparrow or a ghost or something yeah I'd be totally fine with that Arzaghi how do you feel about a weekly bounty that would drop a random exotic um I mean, you're kind of just putting out... You're just saying what I said in a different way. I said like a weekly prime attunement, but it's an exotic attunement, so you get like one exotic per week. You're saying a weekly bounty to do just that. I mean, that would be a little bit more intentional, so I guess folks could know how long it's going to take to get the exotic instead of it being like a random drop. I think random drops are better than a transaction, like getting just one exotic a week for doing a bounty if you get one exotic a week and it's dropping on the ground I think that leans into the identity of the game that RNG that drop uh, but when you're when you're basically saying do this thing get an exotic again I feel like you just it's too heavy on the transaction that just feels like you're you're, you're just 
you're buying it to a certain degree. You're buying it. You're just instead of buying it and the ba- and, and using a currency to get it, you're buying the bounty, doing the bounty, and then just automatically getting an exotic. Now you're saying it would be a random, so that might be your pushback. You're like, well, you're not buying. You don't know what you're getting. I still think having a drop in the world is way more exciting, and they could do something similar with the prime attunement. Uh, Despacito says, I've gotten more than 12 exotic engrams from the strike chest in the past six months, and they've all been the same exotic sparrow the other side. Is that a glitch on PS4? <laughs> oh, Chad, I hate to do it. I hate to do it to him. Uh, that is a... St- <laughs> you're running Nightfalls, man. That's a Nightfall-specific reward, isn't it? Like, you're you're farming... That's, a, that's, a, that's like getting a Warden's Law from the Warden of Nothing. Um... That is a, that's a strike specific drop, man. That's not a glitch. Uh, that's strike that's strike loot. I hate to be I hate to break it to you, man. <laughs> uh, no, it isn't. Oh, that drops from any strike. Oh, that's right. That's the one that can drop from any strike. Yeah, that's just a global strike drop. I don't think that's I don't think that's superseding your exotic drops. That's just a strike drop. Um it's the Rat King looking sparrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I was thinking of the one that you get from Arms Dealer. Sorry. I had it right. I knew it was a strike drop. I thought it was a specific one. Yeah, you'll, it's just it's just a regular drop. I don't know if that... I don't know if that supplants an exotic drop. I don't know if they're like, give him an exotic, and then you get it, and they're like, give him the sparrow. And you're like, oh, frick. You know what I'm saying? It does not supersede any other drop? Okay. Excuse me. Uh, two months from Juicy. Jake, thank you so much. And Snow Joe Timber with the brand new sub. Thank you so much. And um, two months of subs says love the Q&A. Thank you, Juicy Jake. And thank you for the brand new one, Snow, Snow Joe. Arms either drops the tilt fuse. Okay, there you go. There you go. Okay. Next question. Evil Clown. With us knowing that the Thorn Exotic is coming back, do you think that the moon will open up uh, to face the ogre or what? Oh, like they'll bring back, like they brought back like that section of the Cosmodrome. I don't know. I, I think they're going to be, I would love it if they did that. I would I would love it if they did that, but I think I think the more they do that, the more they're going to have people thinking we're going back to the old planets and stuff. And I would think they'd be hesitant to continue to lean into that because people really want that, but I I think they've also said it's really hard to bring back it's really hard to bring back year 1 stuff, and that section of the Cosmodrome we went to, I think that was all rebuilt. Because you couldn't go past a certain point. Uh, past a certain point. Uh, Cal Cutaho says, We've got so many good exotic primaries, but none are viable because they're outclassed by exotic heavies. Do you think we need legendary heavies to be able to compete with exotic heavies so the primaries can complete compete? Half of what you're saying is true. I think the other half is inaccurate. Yes, exotic heavies are super strong and legendary heavies are trash but I think the big problem the the actual you know really big problem is 
that you the the so many exotic primaries are outclassed by like a really good legendary if you have a really good legendary it it outclasses a lot of the exotics or outclasses might be the wrong word it matches them breakneck is as good if not arguably better than the huckleberry it, it, so it's 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 matched or even outclassed by a legendary okay look at look at sturm Look at Sturm, Crimson, Malfeasance, Ace of Spades. All those hand cannons. Okay? If you go into PvE, all of those hand cannons are matched or maybe even outclassed by a good or a good or a god roll hand cannon. A better Devils, a Nameless Midnight. You know, there's plenty There's plenty of, of legendary hand cannons that match, that match it. The Huckleberry is nutty. Don't talk about my baby. Breakneck craps all over the Huckleberry. I mean, seriously. Uh, <laughs> it does. The, the The Breakneck is just absolutely insane. It's so it's so much better than Huckleberry. Huckleberry was was great until until the Breakneck came out. The Breakneck has a perk on it that is basically an exotic perk. Um, Onslaught is arguably an exotic perk. Uh, Malfeasance wrecks the Taken. Oh, yawn. I don't need help wrecking the Taken. When am I killing the Taken and really struggling and being like, you know what I need right now? I need the Malfeasance. If it's a tanky enemy, you're not using the Malfeasance. You're going to barrel stuff them. You see what I'm saying? Like, the flow of combat is your primary is meant for trash ads. When are trash ads giving you trouble in this game that you're like, dude, I really need the Malfeasance? Not never. Oh, but the blockers get out your shotgun and be quiet. <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? If you like the malfeasance, more power to you. But the point, the overarching point I'm making is virtually every exotic primary, every exotic primary can be matched or maybe even outclassed by a really good legendary primary. So it's just like. Even if you're like, oh, the Malfeasance does good in Gambit, you're still making a decision that's difficult. There's another thread coming in and saying, why aren't you using 1K? Why aren't you using, you know, uh, Queen's Break, Queen Breaker? Why aren't you using other exotics that are that are far more influential? Thunderlord. So to use your Malfeasance? Is your level of efficiency in Gambit going up that high to warrant putting away all those other exotics I just listed? Now you could say, well, Hammerhead and, you know, Hammerhead and the and the Avalanche make a difference now because we have decent legendary exotic. I'm sorry, legendary heavy. Sure, but I don't know, dude. I don't think Malph is, is influential enough um, at all. Infinampho, Rampage, Huckleberry is nasty infinite ammo like I'm never running out of primary on my on my on my on my breakneck if you haven't used the breakneck at, at length you can't you just can't the huckleberry even if you say the huckleberry is as good as the breakneck we're still having the same discussion the breakneck is matching the efficiency of huckleberry which means there's no reason to use huckleberry unless oh it's fun no reload though I, the, the the intrinsic feeding frenzy on on the breakneck the reload the reload cycle is stupid fast it's not breaking it's, you're not breaking any kind of like a, a a combat flow 
right? You don't know what the breakneck is? I mean, oh my gosh, Harry. It's an auto rifle that gets rampage times three. And when you get up to rampage times three, it shoots faster and faster and faster. And it reloads faster too. It's so dumb. It's absolutely nutty. It's basically better than the Huckleberry. Again, you don't like ammo, eh, reload, eh, that those aren't significant pain points. Huckleberry's not meeting a significant pain point by keeping you from reloading. You see what I'm saying? Same thing with Malfeasance doing a little bit more damage to Taken. It, that's not meeting a significant pain point. It's not shifting gameplay. So I, I would say that's one of the main problems. There's, there is, there is two, there is two problems with the exotic system. Many of the exotics are matched by legendaries, and many of the prime, many of the heavy weapons in the game are trash. They're just absolute trash. So without, without the, uh, without. Without good legendary options on your heavy slot, like where are the good legendary rocket launchers and grenade launchers? They're just garbage. Machine guns have kind of become the go-to thing, right? Breakneck plus the Thunderlord is better than the Huckleberry plus the Hammerhead. Right, like you're significantly more powerful with that build. Exactly what Milo said. You run the Breakneck and the Thunderlord, you're significantly stronger than running Huckleberry and the Hammerhead. And you're in the difference between your playstyle is almost non-existent. They're the exact same playstyles. One build is just significantly stronger than the other. Again, that's the significant problem. It's just it's just the nature of the game right now. There are there are exotics that just got left behind and there are legendaries that are just really really great. Uh Bumble 17 with a lot of PVP exotic weapons being available through quests, why is it that the real game changers like armor pieces are RNG based? Yeah, this is actually like a really good question. <laughs> That's a really, really good question. I mean, you the, the the game changes when you have shards or one-eyed mask, and you and you're and you are a hundred percent reliant on RNG to get those items. Yeah, I agree. I, that that is that was a little frustrating. You know, losing the guys that have one-eyed mask and crucible, or losing the guys that have shards. And you know, and then you're getting you're getting hit by their super multiple times that game. Like you know, shards is affecting the flow of the game, and you're not able to have that. Yeah, that's frustrating. I don't know the answer though. Uh, the the answer to what you're saying is, well, just oh, have quest lines for every exotic. I I don't want to overreact. You know, I know that's frustrating. I know that's a pain point. But if you're playing enough, and they institute some of the changes I talked about with smarter RNG. You know, and maybe clues from Zer about where to go get one, stuff like that. You know, you're still farming for one. I don't know. I feel like there could be there could be some good things there. It's just one of those things where, again, we're de- you are dealing with you are dealing with a game type that just that struggles to rein in all the power. You're playing you're playing a power fantasy game. He stopped me right at the goal line. Let's try and get back to my my well. That's just always going to be a pain point in Destiny. It's always going to be a pain point in Destiny is you have lots of powerful things dropping and because you have lots of powerful things dropping, you naturally go into Crucible with those powerful things and they upset the established order. But because you have really, really powerful things in a loot pursuit game, it makes sense to say, well, you, you, 
you know, the, these things have to be earned and found out in the world. We don't want all of our great loot to just be super easy to obtain. So if you make the really good loot hard to obtain, that's in line with the RNG. That's in line with the, the RPG looter shooter feel of the game and when you do that that's at odds with the crucible it's like well that's not fair these guys have shards and one-eyed mask and all these great things and i can't i don't have any of that crap and i'm i'm losing games because of it so they're they're winning or not winning but they're having a significant advantage based purely off of luck well welcome to destiny it's a looter shooter with pvp in it why do you think so many people are like please for the love of frick don't put pvp in anthem because of the dadgum headache that comes to the game so much of the time because of the identity of each side of the game being at odds with the other it's just there's nothing you can do about it you kind of just have to accept that when you're going to play destiny's pvp there are loot pursuit rpg elements rng elements that are going to be active when you go in that are going to be potentially really frustrating to deal with um there's, there's not a whole lot you can do other than just kind of accept it. So we're at 17 out of 20. I switched to the, I had the wrong, I had the wrong setup in here. I need to get a grenade kill so I can get some ammo. There we go. That perk, man, that perk, that fallen perk to get ammo from grenade kills is just so silly. Nice. So silly. Mac. I definitely feel like the exotic knockout system isn't working. Example, I have all the exotics on my Titan. Blah, 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 blah. Thoughts. Okay. I, I love you, Mac, but we've been round and round on this one. Hearing from people about how it's not working. We've established dew protection's not working. Love you. Hope they fix it. It's a shame you're getting crappy, you know, crappy luck. Um, DJ May 88 says... Shouldn't Bungie rework and fix some of the exotics first? Uh, most people hate getting year one exotics because they are crappy. Um, yeah, we've answered this earlier. Yeah, thank you, DJ. I thought we, I thought we kind of answered this already. Let's go to another one. Um, let's see. Do you think Three of Coins could be an alternative to the Dew Protection? Yeah, we've already talked about this. I don't think Three of Coins is necessarily the answer that we're looking for. I think it would be better again to apply the the RNG of Nightfall, like Escalation Protocol, apply that to when you know there's an exotic, you know what I mean? Apply that to the drop so you have some intentionality and then give people uh, like a weekly, similar to the Prime Attunement thing. So there's like a regular injection of exotics. As long as the dupe protection's in place, we wouldn't need three of coins. Um... Proteus LFG says, uh, I think the game is the most fun when you have more weapons to play with and aren't just hoping and grinding for drops. How do you balance that with getting everything too fast? Well, I mean, I think that they that they do a really good job with this. I mean, while you're playing, you get to, you get to see a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, and the further you know, the further you get, the the more the more honed in your your chase becomes, right? So, I I would I would actually say the the loot system is fine. There's plenty to chase. It's not about there's not enough loot to chase. It's that some of the loot is just completely irrelevant or not strong or not worth chasing. I don't think they need like more weapons. I think the weapons they have need more diversity within the perks themselves. 
there's like it doesn't benefit you to have like eight more legendary hand cannons thrown at you if they can all drop with the exact same stats and the exact same potential perks that doesn't really do anything for you now it would add some grind again because like I would grind for I've said a lot I would grind for an old fashioned right well that would add some grind but that's not necessarily a humongous value add that's just sort of adding a grind but I'm basically grinding for weapons that I already have the quantity of the weapons isn't necessarily the problem it's the depth of the diversity between them like why why not have the old fashioned drop with a completely different swath of perks than another I don't know if there's another hand cannon that they could like put back in the game that you could chase on a planet but that would be the point right oh this old fashioned has this perk pool there's this potential role that I think would be really really fun you know but without that I like yeah a random roll dire promise like I said before forsaken landed I said random rolls in a mod system isn't going to mean jack squat if the perk system stays bland I said that before forsaken came out I was like what, what are we just gonna we're all gonna be chasing the same thing we're just chasing it just takes longer you're just getting crap before you get the good version right now they made the perk trees bigger they made the perk trees bigger but again they didn't create strong enough or diverse enough perks you can still use a midnight coup and that's basically as good as a god roll hand cannon with a mod on it it's not it's not bad the, the midnight coup is never going to be a bad weapon so it's not about putting in hand cannons in the game that are better than the midnight coup it's about putting hand cannons in the game that have completely different perk sets that can meet and match the efficiency of the midnight coup so if I could be using a hand cannon like the old fashioned that's got a completely different set of perks and it feels different it handles different whether it's got like some different version of dragonfly on it or something like if you manage to get you know make synergistic perks if you manage to get rampage times three and you get a headshot and you reload it reloads the gun with like rampage fly and then that next perk as long as you maintain rampage you're getting firefly well that would make the gun feel really different and really freaking strong and really freaking cool and you might be like it's matching the efficiency of the midnight coup i'm not suddenly saying midnight coup is trash but it's like this is a gun worth chasing and using and it feels different, it handles different, it's got a perk on it I've never seen before. This is why so many of the exotic perks I think would be great for, they'd be great for, uh, pinnacle weapons. It'd be great for pinnacle weapons. You would, you would be able to chase that and have that gun because that's the point. You're never gonna make Midnight Coup bad unless they intentionally go in and and just take a dump on it. You can only match Midnight Coup's efficiency. It's fire rate, it's reload speed, it's aim assist, it's 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 rampage outlaw combo is perfect for trash ads. So diversity of loadout, think about it like this. This is what's so appealing about Anthem. I can create a Colossus and I can create a Colossus that's all detonation and he's completely different than your detonation Colossus and we play different than each other. Or, I want to do my own priming and detonating. Do you see? I I completely change my loadout, and my loadout changes the way the game feels. So, it's not about making Midnight Coup crap, or, here, here's a hand cannon that's way stronger than the Midnight Coup. How are you going to make a hand cannon stronger than the Midnight Coup? What's going to one-tap everything, whether you shoot him in the toe or the head? It'd be ludicrous, right? 
but if that hand cannon had perks on it that were new, fresh, and unique, and as long as you were using the gun well, it matched Midnight Coup's efficiency, there's a ceiling of efficiency that the Midnight Coup is at. If I'm able to match that with this hand cannon, I feel different, I play different, and that adds that diversity and that variety that creates that loot grind. You're just you're you're never going to just you can't go back and unseat all those weapons unless again you leave them behind, which is what I argue they should have done with they should have done to begin with. Just leave them all behind. How to improve the midnight coup? You let us put a mod on it, instant perfect hand cannon, right? And it's not, but again, it's not about that, Harry. If I could get a pinnacle hand cannon, okay, so. Pinnacle weapons have perks on them you can't get anywhere else. So there's a fusion rifle with reservoir with reservoir burst. It's called the loaded question. There's the breakneck. It has the onslaught perk. There's desperado. There's magnificent howl. These are perks you can't get anywhere else. I think you start introducing legendary weapons like take the old fashioned. There should be a curated roll of the old fashioned with the perk on it you can't get anywhere else. So who cares that your midnight coup is god roll? Who cares that your midnight coup has got rampage spec on it? I don't care about that. The old fashioned curated roll has rampage fly on it. And rampage fly applies firefly to my next mag when rampage page 3 is active and when you combine that with I don't know dragonfly spec or rampage spec this gun is freaking awesome and it feels dope you can't get this perk anywhere else uniqueness and power but you're not suddenly making the game broken the midnight coup at its best and the old fashioned at its best are both hitting ceiling of efficiency it's up to the player on what they feel like using you're not switching from midnight coup and feeling like oh I'm at a detriment because I want variety I'm sick of using the midnight coup that's why I love the warden's law I don't feel like I'm trading efficiency I've got feeding frenzy rampage and rampage spec I've always got a reload buff I've always got a damage buff I feel like this thing is great I don't feel like I'm suddenly weaker I'm not trading efficiency I'm able to kill ads just as quickly and as efficiently with my wardens as I was with midnight coup there I have my variety they're my player choice I have a weapon that works for what I want to do all of the year one weapons being brought up to the new system and then having choice ones given pinnacle rolls would be a beautiful system of grind what does Devrim K have this week what does Asher have this week oh the Uriel's gift there's a pinnacle roll on the Uriel's gift that does this crazy thing where if if I can get enough damage done with the gun like if I don't miss my shots right it's a spray weapon if they reward you for accuracy and you fill and you fill like the accuracy meter it would reload the next the next clip with like a a burn damaged clip that'd be freaking awesome well if you want that pinnacle Uriel's you're gonna have to grind these bounties on Asher great there are so many great weapons from year one destiny 2 that are just stuck in an era of bleh like year one destiny 2 sucked and so many good weapons good looking weapons fun weapons they're just they're just stuck back there they're just stuck back there manage if you're just gonna come in here x manage i've been seeing your contribution to chat if you're just gonna come in here and be negative and crap all over the game and tell some of them they're being ignorant no what you're saying is subjective your opinion about the art style of destiny 2 being inferior to destiny 1 not only is it subjective i think it's provably false 
I think there's more vibrant textures, lighting, and color differences and customization in Destiny 2 when compared to Destiny 1. I think I can prove your opinion about art style being not as good in D2. I think I can prove that false just by combing through the collections and looking at the differences in the armor and the moving pieces and the intricacies of the armor design. So, if you don't like Destiny 2, fine. But don't just come in and crap all over the game and be negative and then be rude to people that are telling you that you're like what you're saying is subjective. Like your contribution to chat has just been negative complaining about D2. If you don't like it, don't play it. Why watch a stream if you don't like it? Why? Why bother? You're completely wrong? Sweet. It's subjective opinion. So whenever somebody tries to assert their opinion is fact, it just proves that their their position is weak. Go play on console, not on PC. I did play on console. Again, it's subjective. 100% subjective. I don't think you understand what subjective means. Anytime I've ever interacted with anyone who asserts their opinion is fact, you're, you're, you're like... You're not seeing, like, the fact that there's different views and opinions on stuff. You're just being narrow, like, no, it's crap, it looks bad. I played on console for a month, the game looked great. The graphics were stepped up, the engine had been souped up with different lighting effects and texture texture applications. It's not the same. It's Go back and play D1 and really look at the weapons and the armor. Everything's cool, but... You know, if you don't like the way D2 looks or plays, cool. Nobody wants to hear you come in and cry about it. Go the frick somewhere else. Seriously, you're not having a back and forth. You're just dogging the game. Like, I don't know. Go write in your journal about how bad D2 is then. Like, I'm fine with people coming in and criticizing elements of D2, but when you're just vomiting negatives one after another, you just want to have somebody to puke your complaints on. Like, well, that's not what we're here for. Gary Diaz, should Zer, should Zer have a forge-like mechanic bounty whereby you could complete a series of tasks over a week towards specific slot item exotics? Might make him more viable. Yeah, I mean, if the bounties are more directional, Gary, I think that's something they could do. Again, I think there's room for questline exotics. I wish there's... I, I think there's room for that, but I don't want every exotic in the game to just be a, ma- a matter of, like, do this and you get it. Do this and you get it. I think there's room for that. I think there's room for that, but I would love to see I would love to see those bounties be at least drawn out a little bit. Um, so you had a discussion with Slayer Rage and Triple on Twitter, and they agreed that the weapon design was better. It's possible they were talking about the design of the perks, maybe or something. I mean, listen again; it's subjective. I loved my I loved my Fatebringer, and I loved my Amago Loop, but they looked like flare guns. This gun here, the Warden's Law, looks like a monster. It's I think it looks awesome. And the Fatebringer and the Imago Loop look like a freaking flare gun. It like I didn't actually like the way they looked. You know, I hated the way the palindrome looked. It looked like a freaking toy gun. The colors were awful. I I don't know. The hand, some of the hand cannons were pretty sexy in D1. I will say that physicality of the design but the graphics in D2, in many respects, are superior to the graphics and the art style of D1. There's so much more intricacies into the into the armor, into everything. So, uh, we got a bunch of Great Gadsby, Alpha Copter, and Warren Leroy. Three new subs in a row. Welcome to the Rageous. Enjoy your dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Welcome. I appreciate you being here. 
we welcome opinions and disagreement but when someone just is going to come in in here and just just vomit constant negativity about d2 like i question why you're here like you're not having a back and forth you're just a rolodex of complaint instead of having dialogue with chat there are plenty of people in here that have issues with d2 criticize it disagree with me and voice negatives but they don't just that's not just like their one string banjo in chat so Incredible Hulk, should they uh, export the Nightfall card to other activities to increase drop rates? Ooh, I like that. I like that. That might be an easy way to get... Remember how I talked about raising difficulty in Anthem? You're going to feel that sense of reward. What if we could basically have a challenge card for every activity? I would love to raise the power level of the Forge for an increased chance. I I have the Jotun now. But if you could get an increased chance for the Jotun uh, by doing a challenge card and raising the difficulty, that could be a good way of them suddenly instituting difficulty spectrum. So difficulty spectrum, they can't just go into the menus and be like, yeah, make everything harder, but they could definitely take the challenge card system that's already in there and have it be like it modifies the encounters. You can put yourself at a light disadvantage, and then when you do that, they could have that affect drop rates. I like that idea. T-Funk, do you think Bungie should get rid of armor tiers? Like, why do we have white, green, and blue armor? It's a waste of time to develop armor that we keep for like nine minutes. Should there just be armor and exotic armor? This is actually a question that gets it to, I think, a bigger problem in Destiny is that they don't use their capital very well at all. At all. Okay? First of all, first of all, I don't think, and people are going to think I'm nuts, I don't think you should be able to get legendaries until you're max level. I think it would feel more like a traditional, more more drawn out, more rewarding RPG if all the way to max level you were using blues and greens. Because then a whole new game opens up to you once you're 650. A whole new world. Now, that doesn't work with the annual pass, right? Because once you're 650, you're stacked with legendaries that can be infused. But when the initial game launches, I'm just like, why in the frick do you not make us use whites, greens, and blues for a significantly longer amount of time? Like, I don't understand. I'm literally getting rid of blues and greens in the middle of a mission. Like, in the middle of the mission, I pull out. I'm like, boom, get rid of that, delete that. It's all just cannon fodder. Just just flowing over your shoulder like new armor new armor new gun new gun it makes the loot feel so like meaningless right something they could do something they could do with each season is when the new power level comes out all those cool new crispy bounties and weapon pursuits and loot pursuits those could basically be locked until you get to the next power level They've streamlined leveling, so hang with me before you guys all get, like, freaked out and shoot the idea down. 650 to 700 would be, here's here's all the new ways to level up. Use those ways to level up. Leveling up's been streamlined. You're getting, you know, you're getting, I think they should give us better jumps. If every activity helps you level up, you kind of get into a level grind. You do your stuff. You get your stuff invested. You get your stuff leveled up. And then once you hit 700, the whole game opens up and changes. There's all these exotic, there's all these bounties you can do all these weapons you can pursue all this stuff changes all the NPCs inventories change because you're max level now the whole the whole white to green to blue to purple situation 
that gets problematic because once we're in the end game and they're adding to the end game why would we be using whites greens blues and purples there'd be no reason it'd be like well, I don't understand why are these dropping what's the point I, I'm, I'm at I'm at this I'm at this level where I have I've got an inventory full of legendaries that I can infuse up this is pointless this is why part of me thinks every year you could do a loot reset where nothing gets nothing can be leveled up and then you're in the same scenario if Forsaken would have landed and said here's this big new leveling grind you have to take part in and whites greens and blues are your means by which you level up and you're using whites and greens and blues they would all be like little brothers and little sisters to all the Forsaken weapons like there'd be clear there'd be clear influence in the art style and, and the perks and how they handled and you'd be using all those weapons and then you hit max level and then you get to max level and now you're farming for legendaries that would be a much better system not no milestones, right? As long as you're playing, you're leveling up. You're getting you're getting greens, blues, and purples from every. I'm sorry, green, whites, greens, and blues from every activity that help you level up. That would be a more traditional leveling system. Their leveling system is just so so backwards. Like it just doesn't work. They throw. They literally. They literally create a mountain a, a mountain a loot and then just torch it. It's. Here's all this loot. Here's greens, here's whites, here's blues. Look at all this loot, man. So much loot. And they're like, isn't that awesome? You're like, yeah, that's sweet. How long am I going to use it? Oh, I don't know. Maybe an hour? Here, let's just let's just cover it in gasoline. And like, none of that crap matters. But in an RPG like Borderlands or Diablo or even in Anthem, there's this sense of like, I'm using whites. I don't actually, I don't know about the pacing in Anthem. Let me retract that. In Diablo and Borderlands, there's definitely this sense in which I'm using like the lower tier gear for a longer period of time. Like once I get to a certain point, the goodies start to drop. It just, I just don't understand. They, they, they create all these guns. Look at some of the armor. Look at some of the guns that are blue and you're like, Dude, what? These are stuck in a in. How long does it take before you're not using any of that stuff? Like once you're back at the tower, I'm trying to remember. It just seems so fast, so fast. I just I feel like they could get way more way more capital out of all the loot they they have if they went to a more traditional leveling style, and then once you're max level, you you then start chasing the legendaries. <laughs> you know? You can't get a legendary drop in Borderlands in like the first mission. Well yeah, but that's not the that's not the same though, perturbed. Like you don't start getting those big drops until you get to the higher levels. It just staggers it. It's it's it it is way way less likely. Using blues all the way until your max level I think would make you appreciate the legendary so much more. And again, the game that's typically what happens in an RPG is like the end game the whole game kind of flips and is like, this is the real game now. This is the real grind. And in Destiny, it's all muddied and it's just like, there is no early game. There is no drawn out use of all that loot. It's just like, you're just tossing whites and greens and blues over your shoulder. And then all of a sudden you're like, now I'm, you know, I'm all legendaried out. And then all that loot just sits back there in the distance and never does a single thing again. That's why a, a, a yearly reset would be perfect. 
there was something about don't freaking lie to me and tell me there wasn't something cool about this there was something special about getting loot drops in the taken king that were green and blue that were stronger and you were equipping those things and using those things that was fun it was a new loot chase it was it was a reset there was something fun about that don't you lie to me and tell me it wasn't oh I couldn't use my old stuff no like it was a great start over it was a great reset it was really enjoyable there was I don't know when, when, I, when I think about constantly carrying my loot forward I, I just think that it's fraught with problems you honestly hated it I don't know I think that you got over it and started chasing new stuff there's more value in a reset there's more value in a reset because people get mad but then they keep playing and they get over it they start chasing the new stuff they start chasing the new stuff instead it's everybody's just running around with midnight coup and Ikelos shotgun it's not I just I don't think people are like I'm done I'm never playing again they gripe they grumble they complain and then they get the loot and then they start chasing the loot and then, and ah, oh, see, this is this is why the system would work so much better. So, oh, this would be so much better. Think about this with me, okay? Imagine if Forsaken would have reset, would have reset you, or not reset you. You couldn't bring that stuff with you. You couldn't infuse your midnight coup, right? You you couldn't uh you couldn't you couldn't suddenly infuse your Ikelos. So you would be chasing new new loot, new gear, because that stuff's stronger and you need to be stronger. Okay? And you leave all that stuff behind. Then, do you want to know what they could do a year later? They could do a year later? All the, all the sudden, from the, from the old-fashioned to the midnight coup to all this stuff, they repurpose that entire loot pool and they're like, hey, all this stuff yeah, this stuff's getting all the good treatment now and this stuff can now go higher than this stuff, so you're like rotating back to some of those classics and some of those great weapons again like, you, they would get way more capital out of their stuff, then you'd be once again going through that grind of using whites, greens, and blues, and you'd have to use those for a while, you'd use those you'd level, you'd level, you'd level, you'd hit level cap, you'd tip over, and you'd start chasing all the legendaries that would be a significantly better system of grind because every time it would feel like there's another, there's a new investment in the new ethos. A new investment in the new ethos. Like, instead, it's just like you're dragging everything with you. You have, you have loot bloat. We, we have loot bloat. Like, we have so many things that are just undercutting so much of the loot incentive. Why bother chasing any of the new hand cannons if you have a midnight coup? Or why bother chasing any of the shotguns? Why bother chasing any of the heavies if you have if you have a, a 1k voices or a thunderlord? Those things are just always there ever present. Now exotics are tough. I don't have any I don't I don't really have an answer for what to do with exotics, but I don't know. I might be alone in this. I think people would initially complain, but as soon as you start chasing new stuff, those those things in your brain would start firing of okay, okay, now I've got this, now I can chase that. This is a this is a really cool new hand cannon that I want to try out and use. I I don't know. Exotics are always gonna kinda have to be ever present. I, I, I readily admit that, but suddenly replacing your your Ikelos shotgun with a new shotgun or or a hand cannon or whatever, whatever you know tickles your fancy, whatever you think fits your playstyle, I think would be perfect. Uh Wubsy says 
On the launch week of Black Armory, I got about three exotics dropped per character from doing all the weekly milestone. Following that first week, uh, however, I've only seen one exotic drop total between all three characters. On Twitter, I saw a trend also for other players. I feel like there was almost intentional. Do you think Bungie might have a switch they flip? No, I think this is in line with what other people have said. I think the less you play, the greater your drops, and then you started playing more, and then that, that scaled down your drops. It's not a, a flip that they switch. They scale your drop percentages so that two hours a week for that guy is rewarding, but two hours a week for you is less rewarding because you play 20 hours, right? If that, if, if, if there's a guy who's only playing two hours a week, they want him to walk away from those two hours feeling like he got something for his time. For you, two hours a week is like the beginning of your play session on Monday and you got nine other play sessions awaiting you, right? You're going to play multiple times a day, multiple days throughout the week. And if if your two hours is as rewarding as his two hours, you're going to get all the loot way too fast. Like, they have to scale the drops. It's a ratio thing. If I play for five hours and you play for one hour, they want us to both walk away feeling somewhat equally rewarded. Now, obviously, when there's in, when there's investment grind, I'm going to get more done than you because I can play for more games, I can play more strikes, etc. But when we both walk away and say, here are my best loot drops from the day, I may have a few more than you, but they still want us to walk away and feel like my five hours and your two hours were both respected and rewarded for investment. They just, I I guarantee you they do that. There's something in there that the less you play, stuff seems to drop just a little bit easier for you because they want you to feel like you're getting a reward. Sounds like socialism. I don't think you know the definition of socialism if you think what I'm talking about is considered socialism. It's, it's not. I mean, it's, it's, it's basically saying this person is committed to being a hardcore player. We want a hardcore player to not run out of stuff to do in two weeks so we slow down their drops we slow down their drops because if not you're going to run out of game really really fast if you're getting rewarded just as often and just as in just as much as the guy who plays for two hours i still think you're going to have way more stuff dude if you look at my inventory and you compare to somebody who plays five hours a week and you compare my inventory to their inventory my collections to their collections i guarantee you i have way more stuff than them assuredly I do it's not a one to one connection I'm not saying like they get the exact same amount of exotics as me and they only got to put in two hours that's not what I'm saying oh frick what a terrible nade that's not what I'm saying at all bandit how do you feel about using the black army mechanic to allow us to grind drops for all the items we have already unlocked and a chance for a new drop that you don't have using the black armory mechanic to allow us to grind for drops of all items. Yeah, I've already talked about this. The bounty system is good. It gives intentionality. You just rotate the bounties each week. I, you know, just rotate them. Um, so, that wall had it coming. Yeah, I really needed to hit that wall with that nade. Uh, JD Gamer, do you prefer the way exotics are now, or do you like it in year one when it was easy and can get the exotics from Xur. No, I, I think you undercut their value when they're easy to get. Exotics should be difficult to get, but they shouldn't be as elusive as they are right now. Uh, Boji90 Boji90 says, what would uh, you think about them adding 
uh, to the uh, a catalyst to graviton and the sunshot into the random pool since it does not seem the event is coming back. Uh, Dylan said that the DMG indicated they have plans to do things, uh, you know, give you ways to get those catalysts back. That's coming. If you want my honest opinion, I have a feeling that's what Zer's bounties might be. Um, although Zer's bounties were already announced, so I don't think he would phrase it that way if that's what they were going to use. I wouldn't be surprised though if they do something with Zer. I could see them utilizing Zer as the means by which you start to get some of those catalysts back or something. Amir6112, what do you think about giving Curse of Osiris DLC for free because it's been a while and I'm in vanilla? It's a bit hard to reach 305. I'll be able to play Levy. So nowadays, without Forsaken, Destiny is a pain. What are your thoughts? Um, giving you free content, I mean, I think if you buy Forsaken, they're, they're just including it. So when you buy Forsaken, they just include uh, Curse and Warmind for free. If you just want Curse randomly for free or whatever, I don't, I don't understand. You can't buy Forsaken without Curse and Warmind, and so there's no way you don't own the game. You don't own Vanilla and Forsaken, but don't have Curse and Warmind. That's not possible. So if you're on the fence, if you buy Forsaken, the other DLCs are just included. Senior Natata, what do you think Zer should start selling uh, Forsaken Exotics one year after? I guess as like a backstop, maybe six months later, as a backstop, you know. Evil Clown, with the loot drops being how they are, should Zer make Fated Ingrams more unique or better roles than to compete against PvP pinnacle weapons like having Crimson, having range instead of this, this perk? I, I don't understand your question. I like. I think I've established what I think they should do with Zer, so I'm going to skip that question. T-Funk, what are your thoughts on a wild card system like a machine gun reserve card or an extra grenade card or an extra melee card? And then making exotics actually exotic and crazy. I don't know where you're putting these cards though. Like just in your inventory. Like as a as a, a where does that go? Where's this card going? Um, I don't know. I don't know. And then making exotics actually crazy. I mean, there are really strong exotics in the game right now. Now going back and making old exotics strong is probably something that they're looking at. But I, you know. Adding cards like this is fine, I guess. Uh, Gale, do you think they should take exotic weapons you have already gotten out of the drop? Yes, I've already answered that numerous times. Pork Shorts, what about a system where if you get a duplicate, you could dismantle it for something that makes your chances of getting what you don't have a certain percentage? Not a guarantee. I mean, you're again, you're adding a system that isn't needed. The smart RNG from Escalation Protocol and Nightfall is already there. They need to apply that to like your, if you're pursuing the 1K or you're pursuing the Anarchy, they should apply that. They should also apply that just in general to your exotics due protection should just be there we don't need another system like you got a lot of you guys are just submitting system ideas that are never going to get put in because they're probably too complex to suddenly get added they could use the existing systems the prime attunement system is in place give us a weekly attunement for exotics and then put proper dupe protection in and it solves all these problems you know chef keys or chief keys uh, I have gotten uh, to the other side of the exotic sparrow at least a hundred times. Do you think that once we've gotten an exotic sparrow that it should just be taken out of the loot pool for a potential exotic? I mean, maybe. I don't see the point in giving us it over and over again. I don't know why it keeps dropping. I, you just break it down for shards, right? I don't think it supplants your other drops. Um, I don't think it supplants your other drops, but... I, it, it definitely doesn't seem there doesn't seem to be a point if you're grinding. This is just another reason that, that like strikes need tweaked, right? 
it's an extra drop so i think it might just be again perception though players playing don't know that all they know is man i can't get an exotic to save my life i keep getting this stupid exotic sparrow though they don't know it's not supplanting a potential exotic drop they don't know it's not supplanting their drops all they know is an exotic pops on the screen and it's a stupid sparrow so player perception is 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 in play there they're they're believing something that is making them be frustrated because the game isn't communicating something to them like the game is communicating to them yeah when you run strikes you can get an exotic and this is the one we're choosing to give you that's why i think it should just stop giving it to people because it's just causing it's just causing frustration nobody's getting that sparrow and saying no it's totally fine that's not supplanting my drops there's no way to know that unless you actually you know analyze the drops when it happens or you get an exotic alongside of it so then you know with utter certainty that it doesn't supplant potential exotic drops you know top gun why did bungie stray away from how hard it was to get exotics in year one i felt like that grind was what made the game fun i mean exotics are still really hard to get there are plenty of people that don't have exotics i play religiously i'm in the top one percent and i just got the 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 coyote for my my hunter if you really wanted the the the, what is it the two the two coyote or whatever it's called twin coyotes i forget the name of it if you really want that exotic i play like crazy and i just recently got it i mean that's nuts I just recently, like a week or two ago, got the Geomags. Six Coyote, thank you. So I actually don't think exotics are easy to get at all. And then when you do get them, you get freaking duplicates. You get stuff you already ha- you, you get stuff you've already gotten. You know? Yeah, I, I don't think exotics are, are on a, are are easy to get. Uh, and I also think one of the things you're going to run into is quantity. They, they add a lot of exotics, and if you've got a, a ton of exotics, and they're all really, really, really hard to get, eventually it just strains the patience of the players. Like, I'm never going to get all of the exotics. It's not that kind of game where, like, a year later, you still never got one, you know? Uh, Olobo says, What do you think of the idea of separating PvP gear and PvE gear in Destiny 3? I have This has been firmly established by myself and many community members that we would like things to be separate. Now, I don't know about the gear, but the sandboxes should definitely be separate. T-Funk, a lot of D1 exotics um, a lot of D1 exotics added the perk that already existed in the super tree most of the exotics we use now just get more supers or make supers last longer how can Bungie give us new perks see I thought there should have been an attunement tree that appeared when you wore certain exotics so you would go into your skill tree and it would say you know this this helmet this helmet gives you increased reload on all your weapons, uh, increased agility, and adds um, attunement of the snake. And you're like, what the frick? And so you go to your inventory, and there's this new attunement, and there's like a couple of abilities in there, and you can kind of toggle those abilities. So you you can use the, the helmet in a couple different ways, right? There'd be a couple different things to choose from. So it would add, like, there would be we- exotic armor that would add attunements, basically, to your loadout to give you more depth more diversity you know more power this is really what i'm outlining is really complex but imagine if skullfort let's just let's just play with the idea right imagine if skullfort allowed you to go in and all of a sudden there's it doesn't take away from your attunement of like code of the missile right it doesn't take away from that it's an extra attunement okay so code of the missile's active and then skullfort adds 
you know, attunement of the bear. And there's things within that attunement that you can do that are completely different. Uh, two shoulder charges, but or maybe instead of two shoulder charges, you could have one that after after a successfully landed shoulder charge, um, all your weapons are reloaded. I don't know. I'm just t- these are literally ideas off the top of my head. But that attunement could have options within it that you could kind of toggle one or the other. So then all of a sudden, Skull Fort is has purpose in the second year. See, this is how you keep exotics relevant, right? When you equip Hallowfire Heart, what if when you equip Hallowfire Heart, it does what it typically does, but then it adds, you know, attunement, attunement of, of, of Burning Ember, and you go in and you're like, okay, what does Attunement of Burning Ember have? Oh, well, it does something to Melting Point, it does something to your grenades, it does something to this, and you can pick which buff you want or which perk you want. Well, now Hallowfire Heart's relevant in the new ethos by way of an attunement that it gets added to your... It doesn't, again, it doesn't pull away from existing attunement. I don't know. I, I feel like that was that would be how you could scale exotics to come with you into the future, but also then... Because then you're if you're resetting us on our legendaries and leaving all the legendaries behind, exotics could come forward and not have any power creep because you could reassert their power with an attunement add that would like complement code of the missile and and way of a thousand cuts and things like this. Um, I think I missed some subs. Sticky buns, if I miss your resub, always happy to come to the stream. Great discussion. Secret ghost gifted a sub to Proteus and then uh, iconic clash gaming. Just subscribe with Prime. Thank you so much. Uh, for doing that. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the Rageless. Uh, Simon Hostrel says, do you think they should reincorporate year one gear? Yeah, I've said that numerous times. I've said that a lot today. You must have missed it because I was literally saying that I answered at least two or three questions instituting that idea. Vicious Spell. Uh, do you think they fixed the issue right now with armor instead of weapons that more people would be happy about the exotic drop rate? Um, getting dupe exotic weapons makes it feel like crap. Oh yeah, I mean, I addressed this in the talk and, uh, and multiple times today that the main issue is dupe protection's not working. If dupe protection was working, then I think people would be okay with a drop rate. When you finally see a drop and you know and it actually rewards you with something that you need, I think people would be like, no, it's fine that they're rare. When one finally comes, shows up, it's really exciting because it's something that I don't, I, I, you know, it's something that I don't have. Um, so, yes, I, I think that there's there's a lot to be said for that dupe protection being one of the main issues. A wonky bomb. Do you think adding two paths to the quests, one PvE and one PvP, that the equal time commitment to alleviate the part of alienation on these quests? Nope, there can be quests that require you to do PvP, PvE, and or both. It's totally fine. The, 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 the last word quest is fine. People need to get over it. It's totally fine. Son of X says, I Lono, could you pitch us an idea for an exotic you would like to own? Uh, no, not right now. JC, JZ Slayers. You may have answered this already, but since you've gotten the last word in Season of the Forge, do we think getting Thorn in Season of the Drifter? Yeah, that's literally in a trailer on Twitter. Uh, do you think we could get Hawkmoon in Season of the Redacted? That's a pretty good guess. Yeah, let's go with it. But we know that Season of the Drifter is when the Thorn is coming. That's confirmed by their trailer. 29 months from Cray. Thank you so much. 
Cold Daddy, how do you feel about PvE gear uh, being only PvE and PvP gear only being PvP? No, split the sandbox, but don't, like, you can split the sandbox, you can tweak things accordingly, but having gear that you grind for in PvE, being able to take it over to PvP and use it is totally fine, but you could make things tweaked on, you know, like, scouts should be really, really strong in PvE, but you don't want them to be broken in PvP, it needs to scale. Boomsickle, are you surprised you haven't received Forsaken Exotic Catalyst yet? I would have expected Black Armory to include some. They could be saving this in their pocket for like a future free content ad, like an Age of Triumph or an April Update style thing, because Catalysts are essentially a band-aid, they're not like a true loot pursuit. Um, if we're honest, if we're honest, they're they're a band-aid, they're not a true loot pursuit, and that's fine. I'm not, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it. Um, but... I would say that catalysts are not coming anytime soon because of that reason. I think they're an easy, they're an easy band-aid ad, uh, you know, later on down the road. And if people don't, if people are really, really wanting catalyst, I mean, they're they're not, they're not all that game-changing anyway. So, super stew on some they are, but on some they're not. Super stew says, what would you, uh, would you support the idea? Of Zero selling a bounty weekly that you then complete and the items in the bounty, it'll guarantee you an exotic you have not gotten. I've already gotten this question. Faded Ingram answers that. But you're saying in the new pool, again, I just... I don't like a bounty. I don't like transactions for exotics. I think exotics should drop. And as long as due protection's in place, you don't need to do that. You don't need to give people a bounty. Uh, homie, is it frustrating to you that Bungie said you couldn't bring D1 weapons and armor over to D2 only to re-earn weapons and armor that you had? No, this is cherry picking and in some respects, I don't mean to be mean, it's kind of ignorant. Having exotics come back is not, is not them going back on their word. Um, it's, it's not, it's not going back on their word. Um, so... I, I think that, that getting exotics back is totally fine, they're in the lore. Being like, they never said, you can never get this stuff back. They never said that. They said, you're starting over. You're losing your light. Oh, well, they said we were losing our light. We got our light back. They went back on their word. No, we're, we're, getting, we're getting our power back. We're getting some of our weapons back. It's fine. Uh, Mac, here's a problem. They created the Fade of Ingram to eliminate the terrible RNG for exotics, and they nerfed it to keep everyone from just spamming it at the beginning of the release. Why not lean into and fix what they have and just limit more, uh, or go a completely different route, and every time you have a dupe drop, it fills a meter that will allow you to get a Faded once more? Again, again, I've said this many times today, you guys are suggesting super complex systems that aren't, that are not needed. If dupe protection was working... We wouldn't even be having this talk or this Q&A session. You just need dupe protection to work. Oh, I got an exotic. Let me go pick up that exotic. Yay, it's an exotic that I've never gotten before. And everyone cheers. Everyone is excited, right? That's all that needs to happen. We don't need a dupe that you break down and give to Zer and then he throws you a party and then now you have an increased drop rate for two hours but only on a Saturday. Like We don't need any of that. We just need dupe protection to work. You know? And Faded Ingram's Mac is only there to make sure you got everything from year one. That's the only reason it's there. The first time it was in there, I got the I got the um, the sniper, the, whatever it's the Borealis, because that was a quote unquote year one exotic that I hadn't gotten yet, right? I, it, the Faded Ingram system is working just fine. You get 
you literally get an exotic that you may have not gotten from year one. I don't need the faded Ingram to give me exotics in year two that I haven't gotten yet. I'm telling you, you you don't want to be able to basically purchase exotics that you don't have yet. If dupe protection was working, we wouldn't be having this conversation. You would be getting exotics and being like, yes, I finally got fill in the blank. So any questions from here on out that are suggesting systems, I'm just going to quickly be like, they just need to fix the existing due protection. We don't need elaborate systems to be tweaked or adjusted. That's just not needed. It isn't. Uh, Noth, do you think the weapons you get from questing in the story missions, Risk Runner, Sunshot, Gravelands, should be removed from the random loot pool since you have guaranteed way to get them? I mean, yeah, there should be dupe protection. This has been said many times today. JD Gamer, I'm not annoyed, but I really feel like folks are asking questions that have already been answered. Now, maybe you just got here and that's just fine. I'm not mad at anybody in particular. Just Everybody likes to contribute to Q&A, and that's great. I love you guys contributing to Q&A. Just make sure you're not asking a question that I've I've answered. You're just asking it in a different way, right? Can you use it in a sentence, you know? Like, do protection would solve all of the problems that we're talking about. Dreadboy, do you think it would be a good idea for Bungie to bring back the ability to reforge your weapon rolls? No, reforging's terrible. Uh, Billy J.O., are you worried about having too many of the same type of RPM weapons? I mean, there's definitely some RPMs missing, right? There's definitely some RPMs missing, but again, with trickling out content, I don't expect Black Armory to to hit every single archetype and every single RPM. Uh, D- Dan TM for uh, forty two. Do you mind uh, the drop rate of exotics, but don't care for some of the activities to participate in to get the catalyst and the drop rates? Thoughts? I don't mind drop rates on exotics, but I don't care for some of the activities to participate in to get the catalyst. Get over it. (laughs) Play the content if you want the stuff that's in it. Like, if you don't want to play Eater of Worlds or Spire of Stars to get a catalyst, eh, sorry, that's where it is. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I really want a Warden's Law, but I don't want to grind Warden of Nothing Nightfall. Okay, well, too bad, Cupcake. You can't get it then. (laughs) That's the way these games work. I really want the 1K voices, but I don't like running the, the Last Wish raid. Sorry, that's where it is. Get over it. Like, I... That's the way these games are working. If you don't like the activities, tough, you know? Uh, Rodriguez, to your point about not getting legendaries till your max light, once you rematch like, you stop receiving blues and start only receiving legendaries? Yeah, that would be the idea. That would, that would be the idea. As the game tips over and now your pursuits change, right? Ray J. King, this isn't about exotics, but uh, for the skill tree in Destiny, do you think they should revert back to D1 style where you have more freedom? I think they should create a system in Destiny 3 where you invest down in a particular attunement. So imagine imagine if Way of a Thousand Cuts as an attunement, you've got your four like base abilities, and then you drill down into those abilities. So knife trick for you, you've you've invested in completely different augments and, and, and modifications for knife trick. So your knife trick is coming back really fast, but it's weaker. Mine's coming back slow, but mine's explosive. Stuff like that. You're digging down in the attunement and investing in it. I think that's the route they should go. I like the thematic attunements like Code of the Missile, Way of a Thousand Cuts, Attunement of Sky. Like I like having an attunement that sort of sets a theme, and then drilling down in that theme would be good. Uh, did I skip one? 
No, I didn't. Okay, Pedro, uh, what's your triumph score? Don't you think it is important to keep people playing the game? Should we have a title for triumph score tiers? I don't. I'm not motivated by that stuff. I don't care. I'm 44,000. I don't know. There's plenty of things to do in triumphs. You're asking a question that there's already there's already an answer to it. There's stuff in there for you to do. There's, you're not done with the triumphs. Go do them. There's no way you're done. There's no way. Don't you, don't you, it's important to keep people playing the game? Yeah, and if you want to grind for all this stuff, you can. You don't have all this stuff. You don't have all these titles. They, they, you have, you've, you ask a question that contains the answer. Like, yeah, there's plenty of stuff to do. There's plenty of stuff to chase. Now, should titles have RNG in them? No. No, that's a separate issue, though. That's a separate issue. Uh, best hand cannon for PvE. Um, I think the Awarden's Law with Feeding Frenzy and Rampage or the Midnight Coup are probably the two best hand cannons for PvE. 3-2-1 shoot. Do you think the game would be better without Zur in it? Uh, as long as Exotics had pursuits and some of the things we talked about, probably. Uh, Boom Sickle. How about allowing us to buy our weapons from collections if we've obtained the curated weapon? But what version are we buying? Are we buying the curated version? Or, or are you buying a random roll, right? Hobbit Spartan, should exotics be at a higher power than Prime Engrams? No. Secret Ghost, speaking of RPM, would you like to see more weapons with different choices of RPM, like the Kvostov? Uh, you could go into the perks and pick the two RPM modes. Um, Maybe in Destiny 3, it'd be weird to have just like random weapons in here that let you change RPM. Now, maybe you could have a pinnacle weapon that lets you do that, but... It'd be weird right now to just have random weapons where you can change the RPM. Like, why? Kvostov was an exotic. So if it's an exotic, sure. But if it's a legendary, I, I, I would maybe save that for Destiny 3. That's also tough to balance, probably. Uh, Reichser says, Do you think Destiny 3 should go back to the way exotics dropped in D1? Like, exotic helmet Ingram? Or would you keep it as it is right now? I, I think it's fine how it is now. I just think we need better dupe protection and potentially once you get a certain item a grind path to chase it down so you can get better rolls like once you get shards of galanor it doesn't matter if you get 10 more you're grinding for a roll right that's what i'm getting at uh electron don't know if it's asked but do you think zur bounties will allow us to re-roll exotic armor that's possibly what his bounties are going to do is introduce glass needles as a currency for re-rolling exotics um I think it'd be cooler to pursue an exotic role and, and grind for it instead of grind for a currency or a bounty and then you do everything kind of in Zer's inventory. I think it'd be I think it'd be better uh, to pursue them. Um, but if Glass Needles comes back, it at least meets the pain point. It's not an ideal solution, but at least it meets it. Do you think that just developing and adding new mechanics and features in D2 would be better than making a whole new game? In my opinion, a whole new game seems pointless since they're probably going to keep remaking and reusing the same weapons in the previous game. Well, they didn't remake and reuse the weapons from Destiny 1, so your assertion's not based in reality. It's based in the fantasy. Uh, all of the weapons were new. All of the archetypes were were there, right? The RPM archetypes and things were there, but they were all new weapons in Destiny 2, so it's just, this is based on a presumption that is unfounded. And I think staying in Destiny 2 would be an enormous mistake because this engine and this sandbox is very limited. They need a bigger, they need a bigger playground than a bigger sandbox. They need a new engine. Uh, Destiny 2 can only have so much added to it. So it would be an enormous mistake and it would hold the game back significantly. 
to just keep building in Destiny 2. Has Bungie said anything more about the exotic catalyst? The only thing we've heard from Dylan was that they're coming up with ways for you to get catalysts that you could only get from Faction Rally. T-Funk, do you think uh, mod or perk or something for armor where you sacrifice grenade regen for a secondary grenade? My thought is that there are very few things that we sacrifice. There, Yeah, like Brace Frame. Yeah, they could definitely afford to have mods that are crazier and are more punishing like you're saying like a mod on a piece of armor that does that like it it cuts in half your grenade regen time but it gives you two grenades that kind of feels like a moot point though i don't i feel like you'd be throwing grenades at the same interval um but there might be times where you're like you really want oh my gosh we got an outlaw rampage accurized rounds roll dadgummit we should probably keep that and we're going to infuse it up to the 50. I re- that's not the one we want. That's not the one we want, but that's a dadgum good one. That's a really, really good roll. So, yeah, I think you could really go crazy with the mods. Um, so, I have Kill Cliff Rampage and it's trash in comparison. Yeah, I feel like that might be a better roll in the long run. So, yeah, I feel like you could really have mods that are a trade mod. This huge benefit, but you lose this, right? What about two grenades and no melee? What about that? What about two melees and no grenades? What about three melees and no grenades? Like really ratchet it up. Three grenades, no melee. Three melees, no grenades. Like really go crazy with sacrifice. Super energy is halved, but your grenade and your melee energy is doubled. It's like you have if you it's like you have grenadier and brawler on all the time, but your super energy goes down. Like, your regeneration of super energy gets halved. Stuff like that. Trade mods would be pretty cool for armor. Um, so Fly Knight, uh, so Fly Kite says, Do you feel they could add more heroic story missions like unique armor to give reason people to do it? I think heroic story missions and, and, and strikes should be tied to ranks and bounties that you get from Zavala, and those ranks and bounties result in rewards like we get from Ada. Specific pursuits of a weapon from Zavala. Like, each week you're like, I really, really want this auto rifle or this shotgun that the Vanguard has introduced. I really want the, the God Roll Pinnacle version. Well, those bounties would then be taking you into those places. Ada's bounties takes us to the forge. Zavala's bounties would take us into strikes and heroic missions. That would make those have purpose, and that would be intentional loot grind. It'd be perfect. So that's going to be the last question, guys. I'm going to keep streaming, and we are still going to be doing an Anthem talk and an Anthem Q&A, so stick around for that. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube, uh, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now, so come on in, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Click follow if I'm not live. Click the heart button. If you're here live right now, click the heart button. That's a free way to support what I do, and you won't miss out on the talks and Q&A. As with all of my content, if you're watching this in the other locations, please like, share, and subscribe.